You're listening to the Music Interval Theory Podcast with TC and Frank. Hello and welcome to another fantastic episode in the Music Interval Theory Podcast. My name is Frank and today I would like to deep dive into one of the recent projects that we did with the MOM team. Now let me clarify first, who's the MOM team? MOM stands for Masters of Media and consists of four members. It is Gareth Prosser, Thomas Jace Jones, Mark Berkowitz and, well, myself. So the, the plan is we all have different strengths and uh, when it comes to doing a project, a scoring gig, let's say, we obviously want to play to our strengths and we distribute the work accordingly to what we do best. The project name is the Summer Lagoon Show for the Chimelong Water Park in China. So we got hired to score their evening show that they play every day during the summer. It is a live show with a lot of guys who do crazy things in real time like stunt guys and it is a pretty big show actually. The funny part is we got hired and never saw one single uh, thing of that show. So I will go into the workflow and how we scored it in a minute here. But first, let me cover the production chain real quick. So I mentioned that we wanted to bring in our strengths, of course. We got the instruction to score a storyline and how we received that storyline is actually another subject. But um, I created a sketch, just a simple plain piano sketch. And then I took the sketch, gave it to Mark, who sits in Paris, and then he orchestrated the sketch in Sibelius using Note Performer. So then the whole thing got to Gareth and TC and they produced the whole track. So they brought in some templates and some other instruments and made it thicker and the overall sound really took shape. So this chain actually was very important because believe it or not, for this around 15 minutes that we had to write, we only had two weeks. And within those two weeks, we had to write the piece to figure out the story we had to orchestrate it, we had to produce it, and we had to deliver it to the client in China. And that was a pretty rough thing overall, but uh, we managed to do it and it was a fantastic experience. That is why I'm now recording this podcast to let you know about some of those details. Let me quickly talk about the collaboration with the director and how we received the plot or the storyline. And that actually was an interesting experience. Honestly, in the beginning, I did not believe that this really would work, but in the end, it worked seamlessly, which was a big surprise to me. So the director suggested, since he was traveling and he was not in China all the time, he was traveling and he always recorded little video snippets from his hotel rooms. <laughs> so he just got in front of his laptop and he did the energetic flow basically in front of his camera, believe it or not. 
So he was waving his hands and he told us the story as he was dancing in front of the camera showing us the level of energy for one specific section. So for example, when the fountains started for the first time, it's a very elegant scene in that show. And he mimicked that beautifully, actually. And he showed with his hands the overall motion and energy how we should translate this instruction into music. And since he did it in real time, he sent over one to two minute segments that we pieced together. And this became the overall storyline that we followed musically. I know. This actually sounds a bit ridiculous if you hear this, but believe me, it worked beautifully. This really was a big surprise to me. But in the end, uh, we had a very good story. So kudos to him for this great idea and his artistic expression, actually. So that was the whole collaboration, which I believe is very interesting to know because it was the first time that I experienced such a workflow. Let me actually get to some music then. And what I want to do first is give you a quick comparison of what the sketch sounded like. And then, of course, I want to show you the same section in the final piece. Because now we are a few minutes into this episode already and you still have not heard anything of the final music. So let me just present you this sketch that I wrote and then what the end result looks like. Here we go. Now this main theme that we just listened to, this really became an anchor in this whole show. And I want to show you a quick collection right now of different orchestrations of that main theme and how it shows up. So here is the first segment. Now here is another version of the theme. And you guessed it already, let's have a listen to another one.
you have no idea how often we got back to this theme. <laughs> but that goes back actually to one thing that I heard Mike Post say. Go back to the theme as often as you can. And now I want to show you a bit of a longer section, which is again the main theme. So here we go. One of the challenges in that particular scoring gig was the energetic flow because there are so many things that happen during the show and you run risk that the whole music will fatigue your ear and that it just becomes a constant wall of sound. For that reason we had to bring it down a little bit and even change the instrumentation and the style just a bit. First, let me cover the energetic flow. And I want to show you another section here. I know we are jumping back and forth within that piece, but in the end, I don't want to make you listen to these 15 minutes, but it is way more valuable to just cherry pick a few of those moments that I think and believe are very valuable and show some of those specific transitions or how we manage to get from A to B. So here's a section that covers a wide range of emotions almost. And it really demonstrates how the energetic flow changes over time. Since I want to show you this section without me talking over it, let me quickly tell you what we will listen to. So it starts off in a very soft, lovely, almost smooth way. And then it all gets a bit more energetic. So you will feel the motivation sneaking in. And then we change to a more dramatic section until we get back to a soft and nice segment again. And finally, we will hear the theme, this heroic thing that you are familiar with already. So now let's have a listen to all of these changes and you will actually recognize that it's very interesting to listen to these changes. Thanks to the beautiful orchestration that Mark did and the great production from Gareth and TC.
Now let me also show you a few of those transitions into different styles or instrumentations. Since up to now we listened to the orchestra, you want to bring in some more colors next to the orchestra. So here is one transition from the theme into a synth part. And this synth part featured some of the drones that would fly up into the sky and form some creatures and they have different well lights mounted on the bottom side of them so that they can really shine and bring in some various colors and that is now this section and you definitely hear or you will actually you will feel this drones part the moment the synth comes in so here we go Let me show you another transition now again from the theme <laughs> you can't write enough on the theme <laughs> and then we go into a very happy song with a band arrangement so let's have a listen to that And if you know me just a little bit, then you know I'm also a guitar lover and I'm actually a big fan of rock since I played in some rock bands in my, in my past. But these times, well, they are gone <laughs> for now. <laughs> but that's okay. But still, from time to time, we have the opportunity to grab the guitars and go back to that rock flavor. So here is a transition into a classic rock arrangement and I actually want to show this segment to you first and you will recognize the organ in there. And the organ is something that I contributed to this uh, whole piece here and Gareth actually did the rock arrangement. So I will tell you a funny story that I recorded immediately after I uh, played in the organ. But first let's have a listen to that segment.
So I teased it and here is the funny story about the organ. So today I've had an interesting experience with an organ and especially, I want to be specific here because why not? That was the B4 organ from Native Instruments. So some of you might know this thing. Because as I found out, it is actually a very old product. <laughs> and this brings me to a long-winded story that I want to share with you, but in a shorter way, obviously. So what happened? I was supposed to create an organ track for a project. Okay, so I remembered some years ago, I bought this B4 organ version 2 and I actually still found my serial number in the uh, native access whatever it's called this, this software program that they deliver to download and update their products okay so I went in I found my serial and I thought perfect let's just download this thing and here we go well, the first thing is you can't really download this thing with the version 1 of this native access software. I was not able to upgrade to version 2 because you have to have at least Windows 10 to run their software. So I searched around on the internet and actually found an updater somewhere hidden on the native instruments website for the B4 organ and Windows. So perfect, I grabbed this installer, I installed it on my machine and I was actually quite happy because, well, we are ready to go. It turned out that this actually is only a 32-bit plugin. I opened Cubase, the version 9.5 or whatever I'm using here, and this instantly put the B4 organ on its blacklist. <laughs> and there is no option to put this thing from the blacklist to the whitelist so that you can open it in Cubase 9.5. There is no option to do this. At least I'm not aware of that. So I was really annoyed by this. And then I thought, well, great, I still have Cubase 8 installed on my machine. I never used it, like for six years or so. Okay, I clicked on the icon, it opened, which was fantastic. But then here it comes. I was actually able to open the B4 organ in there because Cubase 8 does not have this blacklist feature. Let's call it a feature for now. <laughs> you can also call it a bug, but let's call it a feature. And then I opened the B4 organ in there and there was no sound, nothing. Then out of a sudden I receive an error message from Cubase telling me that the VST bridge can't be established anymore and it has to be closed down everything has to be shut down there is no other way guess what i still had cubase 7 installed <laughs> believe it or not i know it's ridiculous anyway i was actually able to open the before organ in cubase 7 and i imported all the midi data created that track first via the MIDI data and then I wanted to open the GUI and change some of the settings. Here comes the next bummer. Well, I opened the GUI and it completely froze and I could not touch any of the settings. As I found out, the settings, they were still working, but I can't see the display properly. And sometimes I hit one of those settings and then I realized I can't actually uh, make it work that way. 
So I had to go into the MIDI track and I had to automate everything via this MIDI lane. There was no way I could use the write or read function and just do these things in real time with the mouse and the keyboard. It was not possible. So it took me, and that is not a joke, it took me three hours to create this one minute and 12 seconds organ track. <laughs> Although I did know the MIDI data before. So it was more or less a recreation of that MIDI data with the B4 organ. This has wasted so much time today, but it was still a funny story that is worth sharing. And I hope that you actually could smile with me. So many thanks to Cubase 7. And my advice is, if you still have older Cubase versions installed, just keep them. Don't delete them because you never know when you have to go back, especially with this blacklist thing. Let me show you actually the transition from this rock ensemble back to the orchestra, because that also is a very nice and fluent transition, mainly because how Gareth managed to bring down the energy in the band while Mark brings up the orchestration again. So here is this segment. And we are not done yet, I know. <laughs> there are so many things in this piece here that I can point out. And for that reason, I don't want to miss to present to you one thing that probably, most likely, I would say, every orchestrator had a struggle with in the past. If you orchestrated some pieces from other composers already, then from time to time, you will see an instruction written in text on top of, I don't know, 16 to 24 bars. And this instruction reads, please build until bar 480, <laughs> something like that. And essentially what that means is, now your job as the orchestrator is to write an orchestral build that rises in energy over, let's say, 40 seconds without really saying too much musically, meaning you are not supposed to bring in strong melodies or, you know, these fancy chord progressions. So everything that will attract attention is supposed to stay in the background, more or less. And that's your gig. So we had one of those moments in that gig as well. Mark managed this beautifully. So let me show you now this segment that in the sketch, essentially shows almost nothing <laughs> but this text instruction which reads please build over 40 seconds and uh, that's the segment that Mark did. Here we go.
So overall, I want to also use this moment here to say thank you in public to the mom team, to Gareth, TC and Mark who contributed all of their strength to this wonderful project, the Summer Lagoon Show for the Chimelong Water Park. And uh, it was a fantastic experience. I really have to stress this. We did this project in July 2022. And since then, we had uh, the opportunity and we were very lucky to score two other movies. A Barbie show by Mattel. We did some more television work. So there's plenty of stuff to talk about. Now, if this type of an episode is interesting to you, then please give me some feedback on that and I can surely do some more deep dives very similar to this one where we go into specific aspects of a project so that uh, we can share some first-hand insights of what we do as pro composers and the struggles and the problems that we had to overcome. Of course, that is part of the game. But honestly, that is also the challenging thing that makes it very rewarding in the end. So that's basically it. If you feel that you want to level up your composition skills, please have a look at the Meta website and grab your free Composers Toolkit. You will find it under musicintervaltheory.academy slash toolkit. And I can't wait to see you back in one of the next episodes. This was Frank. Have a wonderful day and see you soon. Bye. This podcast is powered by the Music Interval Theory Academy, your resource for getting clarity and confidence in music composition and orchestration. See you inside at musicintervaltheory.academy.